this is Linda Metris Nichols, and have I got an amazing woman to introduce to you, Tatiana Azarova. Did I say it right? Beautiful. Ooh, well, there we go. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about love is the medicine. That's an interesting term, love being medicine. So first of all, you have an amazing story of transformation. And I would love to hear your story, and then we'll get into the title of your slide. Okay, and I feel like everyone's transformational story is amazing. That's what I'm learning when I'm talking to people and hearing their stories. So, right. my feels like uh, amazing in uh, certain ways. Um, if you look at life as an adventure, as a learning opportunity, right? Uh, as a opening for discovery, mm -hmm. enjoyment. Uh, so this transformation that happened with me uh, quite recently, that's what it kind of felt like. Uh, um, nothing I could have predicted. Right. Nothing I could have planned for. Mm -hmm. um, and it didn't finish yet. I'm still in the process. Uh, also, it is interesting in a way that it relates to uh, stories of many people mm -hmm. that I read in the literature, that I heard uh, interviewing them or just uh, uh, sharing stories in a friendly conversation. So my story looked like many stories uh, a person who worked in a corporate environment, so that was my past background right. uh, in corporate finance. And by that time, I already achieved certain recognition and had good, great education, and I got my MBA and uh, followed a typical successful career path, uh, working as finance manager. So the next steps would be raising to the level of CFO potentially or something like that. Right. Um, however, at some point I found myself like many of us uh, in an environment very stressful, um, challenged with uh, um, feeling overwhelmed, uh, drained of energy. Right. Uh, on the edge of burnout, uh, feeling that the place is lacking uh, kind of meaningful connection and raising questions. So why am I here? What am I doing? Uh, then the question of uh, what is my purpose to be here and what is my purpose in life started appearing on the background. And I also realized at that point that I was dealing with numbers as a finance person. And it felt like the whole space, or that corporate space, was more like number driven, that people were viewed as um, not as live human beings, but more as asset, labor, as a number. Right. And I didn't, I didn't feel right. It didn't feel right to me. And I also wanted to, I was very, became very curious about um, that human side, uh, that human magic that actually is uh, making the whole 
organization or whatever is a product of organization in the end that right. people want to buy. I realize that this is not just technology and equipment and assets. This is human magic behind that. Ooh, I love that term. <laughs> human magic is good. <laughs> yeah. So I felt like that was kind of like a magic or something. I also had the desire to learn. Uh, uh, learning was one of my values, like long, long standing uh, personal values. And I decided to pursue a PhD uh, education. And oh. while in the PhD program, I was very curious, uh, again, about human development and uh, organizational development. And I allowed it to naturally unfold what is this that my inner urge something inside me was calling for because i could not yet put it in words articulate i did not at that time i did not have a spiritual language or spiritual orientation or anything like that and it's so interesting that this what started as a phd journey uh, actually turned into a personal transformational journey and the inquiry into my spiritual side, my right. side of the human being, what is this being uh, part of me? Mm -hmm. And it was unplanned, but just everything that I was doing, reading, experiences that I had while I was there meeting new people um visiting new places and it it kind of started <laughs> in the end it started to converge into something that looked more like a deeper spiritual inquiry and on top of that while in this deeply transformative journey i also had a uh, um, deep uh, spiritual experience when i visited peru in 2017 and uh, I decided to explore a very well-known um, uh, sacred plants, uh, mm -hmm. medical plants of Amazon, which is called ayahuasca. So I decided to have that experience, which was very deep and profound, and it catalyzed my spiritual transformation and gave me... Um, additional perspective which I could not have received by just reading books right. or sometimes this perspective is received through very long-term spiritual practice which I didn't have at the time and I did not understand the value of it uh, I just had this inner inner calling inner urge right so this was quite amazing and and it happened to be very aligned with my deeper inquiry and it catalyzed my understanding and and the dissertation that i wrote after that where i decided to focus on uh, human uh, journeys of personal struggle and challenge and inspiration and right. through research what is that um, in this phenomena of inspiration phenomenon of inspiration that transforms the person from drained of energy and lifeless and depressed into this energized uh, butterfly <laughs> sparking with energy creativity <laughs> enjoying life so right? that was that was my <laughs> kind of deeper deeper 
desire, curiosity to find out what is this inspiration? What is magical about inspiration? And I felt like um, my own transformation was uh, helping me to understand this topic deeper and was an illustration or something that helped me to kind of um, see a bigger pattern in the end. Yeah. And really tapped you into joy, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and your background, like where you were born, is Ukrainian or is that right? Yes. Uh, we can call it Ukrainian. So I was born in that entity that was once called the USSR, uh, the con communist uh, environment, a big country, which then split into independent countries and uh, right. where I live, this was Ukraine. Okay. So, yeah. We can call it Ukraine, though. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> and you, and you, so, you know, in Peru, you stepped into, into this place of understanding of joy, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So in Peru, um, that, that kind of uh, depth and uh, profound shift that I experienced, uh, it was experiential knowing uh, that I received in the several ceremonies that I attended there, um, the sense of joy, a very profound joy, deep joy in one of those ceremonies. Um, the states that people often call like a blissful joy and laughter, Mm -hmm. um, where I felt, and in that moment, uh, the understanding or knowing was uh, given to me that this is what laughing Buddha state is. Mm -hmm. and I, I don't want to claim that I became Buddha or anything like that, but that that joy was so liberating, um, so, mm. so overwhelming, and so connecting me with the, like a deeper meaning of life. That yeah, this is our core experience as human being uh, when we are not conditioned by external environment, culture, society, yeah. uh, limiting beliefs. So underneath of all that, if we just for a moment forget about that all, we can just experience the joy of life, yeah, joy of connection and joy of this beauty around us. Mm -hmm. And that's what I experienced because in that moment, I had like almost like the memory of conditioning or anything that was expected of me or required of me or any anxieties. It was just gone it was nice. disappeared and i i felt so liberating and i felt <laughs> joyful just um uh, uncontrollably it was it was funny there was no yeah. mind control like you supposed to you right? should not this is not natural this like this blah 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 um parrot in our heads right and i felt like a child so in that state i felt like i was six or eight years old playing on the playground and experiencing joy and, and, nice. and beauty of it and and really like feeling like this is it this is what life is about yeah I love it and so the title of your slide love is the medicine what is that all about then that brings in like the joy piece and what's your thoughts there 
And love is a medicine. It's another learning that I received um, across several ceremonies. Okay. While I was in Peru, but um, the biggest one was a ceremony was solely dedicated to love, and it's not like I directed it to be. Right. <laughs> it's uh, it it happened that way. I had mm -hmm. an intention to reconnect with a sense of love. Okay. And I didn't know what it's going to look like or how it will unfold. Yeah. Um, and in that specific ceremony, I moved into a state that like later on when I was uh, reflecting on it, I realized that I read about this state in different spiritual literature, in mystical experiences of some right. famous um, spiritual people describing this unconditional, overwhelming state of love where there is nothing but love and it's just you feel connected with everything. So. Yeah. I was moved into the state, and I, when I was in the state, it was unmistakable. It was like this energy of love, um, not love because, not love for specific person or sure. specific event or something. Not, not. There was no like a heart opening kind of love. Yeah, acceptance of all. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely, to the point that I felt this connection with uh, like insects and animals with everything that was there, yeah. Amazon like, and I could hear this uh, strange sounds and I saw the strange beetles around and I felt nothing but love, like cockroaches. Mm -hmm. right. The most disgusting thing I could imagine before, yeah. but at that moment I felt love <laughs> it's, it's difficult to describe right now for me, you know, yeah. I'm not in that yeah. state. In, in, yeah. I was, I realized, and I was, I was so moved, and I realized, wow, this is so profound. This is so deep, and we have this inside, because this yeah. was not like a magic potion, even though ayahuasca is considered to a degree. But it, it, it unlocked the state in me in that moment, and it, it's not like... It, uh, ayahuasca does it for every person so mm -hmm. this was the message that I had to receive and I mm -hmm. received it and this was state that I was supposed to experience and uh, to learn from it just to realize <clears throat> that we all have this key it's like this key that we can turn mm -hmm. and remove this conditioning from ourselves yeah. And underneath is pure love and joy. Ah. And it becomes so liberating. And while mm. I was in that state, I, I also experienced was what people describe as Kundalini energy flow. Oh, yeah. Which removed all the blocks in my um, whatever chakra Chakras. alignment. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, it's funny, I was not into uh, spiritual discussion. I did not practice Kundalini yoga or anything mm -hmm. like that. Right. However, later on, when I read the literature to understand what was happening with me, I realized this was a Kundalini energy, uh, and it opened my heart chakra to a degree that I'm still, I'm still connected. I'm still open. Though nice. it's hundred <laughs> percent. However, I can get into that state periodically, and yeah, it's beautiful reminders that the power is still there. Mm -hmm. All yeah. holds power. Yeah.
It is. It's really cool. I call it like walking at the level of your soul because we can float around outside of our body and you know, that's our divinity, right? Our soul. And when we get it into that body, because we're not a human, right? We're a soul embodied in a human. Well, a lot of times we don't even bother the, to, with the embodiment part. When you get it down into that second chakra between that belly button and pubic bone, that is when we really step into our power. And a lot of times women with, um, you know, like sexual trauma or whatever, birth trauma, um, they really have an issue about, you know, even just that area of their body. And sometimes there's that, you know, extra tummy flab or whatever. So I find it really interesting um, and helpful to kind of look at it that way and then get people down into that second chakra so that they're fully embodied, they're in their power. You, you hear on LinkedIn or whatever, um, my soul is tired or your soul is tired. It's like, no, <laughs> the soldier divinity never gets tired, right? So it's always interesting. So let's scoot to your next slide. All right, so the concept of love, get in touch with the concept of love, right? So tell us a little bit more about like getting in touch now that you've had that kind of opening up experience. Um, do you, have you figured out a way to easily step back into it when you feel like you're not there? How do you get in touch with love or so, joy right now? <laughs> it is it is not that easy uh, because I I now I am in the environment with all the conditioning and uh, this conditioning is quite a heavy burden. It's not like I can so easily disconnect from it and not be attached. There there are certain um, <laughs> deeper roots right? that remind me of it so if yeah. i want to reconnect with that sense of love i often have to to do something to kind of center myself mm. focus on that feeling to kind of um have intention to disconnect from the conditioning and right. uh, uh, all other shoots and expectations and things right. like that um what helps me is that after that experience in peru i became more connected with my body and sensations and yeah. like energy flow uh, so now i recognize more my energy flow and when i feel aligned when i feel in a state of well-being um and when I feel that heart expansion, and if and when I don't, so when I, when I when I'm not connected, I know okay, nice. I'm not yet connected. Right. I need to focus and center and do something about this. Cool. Uh, look for my normal uh, triggers of inspiration that can help me to propel me in that state. Right. Uh, However, this connection, this heart connection became easier now and I can detect it by expanding vibration in my um, chest area, like heart area. I can mm -hmm. physically feel sensation of expansion mm. and sometimes my body even starts kind of like um, moving a little bit, like vibrating. So. Right. So when people talk about like spiritual 
experiences energy vibration and uh, some people cannot relate to it and I understand them because I could not relate to them three four years ago right but now I, I totally get it I know what it is because mm -hmm. I can experience that I experience that periodically okay. and it may not be as deep of experience that I had in that ceremony in Peru mm -hmm. however I sometimes get quite close to it and it's a powerful reminder that this magic um, is still with you yeah it's just a matter of practice mm-hmm yeah I love it and, and then, yes and, and if I'm connected with other people who are in that energy state or on that energy level it's it's amplified state that's why I enjoy conversations with you and people like you and me who are like-minded who understand the spiritual expansion and um, power of love and power of heart and soul uh, when all of them are aligned heart right. soul, mind yeah I love it and so you get in touch with like you said like even your body and then you get in touch with the feeling and then working with the feeling too right and I love how you know when you're not in in the state that you're choosing to be in and you can shift now and I think that really goes back to whether somebody's in their body or not so I love it thank you oops <laughs> all right so inner power right your inner power well how how do you see your inner power so grounding knowledge about this uh, still comes from that Peru experience okay and I can say that before it was more of an intuition in me that mm -hmm. there is inner power there is something deeper there is something more uh, so when I was in the situations of struggle and challenge and uh, uh, the circumstances were not good like even when I lived in communist uh, environment in, in like relative poverty uh, and uh, lack of many necessities there was still a sense that there is more to life and more to me as a human being there is okay. some some kind of potential mm -hmm. and I felt like I will be able to find out what it is at some point so I, I had this trust that at some point I'll discover like I will find it when I was having this the deep experiences transformational experiences in Peru when I unlocked the state of joy blissful joy and then I'll unlock the state of this boundless love. I realized that this, this was beyond something that I could imagine. Okay. So even, even that was already a big shift to realize that there is something so powerful inside of us that we have no clue. Um, no matter if you have MBA if you have PhD or anything like that you may still be disconnected from this and 
only be conditioned by certain theories and rely on certain limited experiences when right so that was first of all so that was something that i realized no matter how much i study there is still more inside that i may have no clue unless i experience that Ooh, i love that <laughs> You know, isn't that true? It's like yes. go into action. Like we have all these fears about taking that next step, even towards entrepreneurship. And yet it's like, that's when, when you're going to get the answers of what even the next thing to do will be. It's, it's experimenting, right? Just experiment. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So it's about connecting with your body. It's about connecting with your inner power and it's about connecting with others and realizing we are all connected, including with nature, you know, bugs, <laughs> cockroaches, right? Just tapping into who we really are, that authentic energy of an embodied uh, soul, if you will, yeah. and yeah. then vibrating so that others can find us and connect with us. I love that. And then expanding the heart is like, heart expansion is huge. The heart is our human. So when um, we make our decisions with our heart, um, we can feel more connected to others. And I have a girlfriend who was in a car accident and through that process, that was her awakening, her heart just expanded like in a very huge way to feeling more connected to others to, I mean, your life passes right past your eyeballs, you know, when you're in a car accident and think, okay, this is it. Right. So yeah, it's, it's just interesting. Some of the stories um, that people have about like that heart expansion and then find and share the joy. So some, all that, up for us and find and share the joy how, how do you feel you're doing that? share i i want to focus on the uh word share and yeah this was very important lesson for me um and i remember i had the book uh and there was something in that book like a quote that uh before enlightenment chop woods carry uh, water after enlightenment chop woods carry water um, as if a reminder that even after enlightenment your life here mm -hmm. on earth continues yeah. there will be a lot of mundane and ordinary tasks you still remain human mm -hmm. and this was connected to that learning that I received so while I was in this uh, blissful state of blissful joy and this was not a moment or a second it was long experience it was an hour maybe two and I was there I experienced that in full I I wasn't this spiritual conversation like receiving some insights almost right. like not uh, a download communication yes right and and I experienced the power of it and at the same time, I was aware that there are people in that uh, room where we had the ceremony and most of those people were in different states. They were going through quite, um, uh, not normal, but quite expected um, 
influence on ayahuasca that uh, manifests through purging and cleansing through vomiting and some difficult emotions release. And I could hear all those difficult emotions and I could feel that pain that they were going through while I was all in this joy and I was liberated and I was ecstatic and I almost received enlightenment in the moment. And I realized that, okay, this is beautiful. And, but what next? Like I cannot, it cannot be just for one person. Like I cannot be truly joyful and happy if like everyone else is like suffering or having problem or, or going through this difficult experience. And I realized the need in the moment, the need to share, like there was no doubt, like all my desire in the moment was not just to have this joy to myself, but to share with others. Nice. And I started this conversation with uh, whatever spirit was coming through. And I, I was asking, so how can I share? Can I share this with others? Like everyone should experience this. This is so incredible. This is just ecstatic, liberating. Uh, we all should celebrate, you know, <laughs> reconnect and celebrate. And and the message I received in the moment that, first of all, that we all have this potential. This is deep inside of each of us. Right. And another message was that uh, let everyone go through their own journey and experience what they need to experience. So they needed to receive their learning, even through difficult experiences. Right. So that was another message. Uh, however, my personal message was that you cannot be happy and joyful by yourself while others suffering. So there is something there that compelled me to now work almost like as an educator and share this experience to empower others to reconnect with that inner knowing, with that beautiful beautiful treasures that we have uh, with a joy and love and start living our life from that state of joy and love yeah very cool all right and then life <laughs> right <laughs> chop wood and carry water <laughs> right <laughs> you still have life to live here, right? You can just live it in a different state, which is beauty of the message and, and takes us back to love as the medicine. So we can, um, yeah, take, take all that, um, spiritual learning, if you will, and apply it here to the, the natural or the mundane even <laughs> and, and bring life to life. Yeah. So yeah. And the way it is, right? So it is the way it is right now. I mean, you've got two teenage daughters and two kitty cats that you're taking care of. And like, what am I going to do with my life? Right? You're just kind of at your crossroads. And so I, I love, um, I love people's stories. And I love a story like this, because you're in the thick of it. It's not like you've come through all of it, you know, not that we all ever do come through all of it right so yeah so tell us a little bit about do you have an example of hey this is the way it is or the first time you kind of said that to yourself or decided that 
Um, so this is still my current learning. Uh, I cannot say that I have uh, some conclusions or like uh, deep message that this is only way how it should be. Right. I feel like there probably won't be anything like how it should be. That's uh, a deep experience for everyone and I believe it's connected with our soul journey now as I started uh, diving more into spiritual literature to understand my own spiritual experience right and when I connected with the concept of soul journey um, it makes more sense and it also makes more sense because I when I was exploring uh, for my dissertation the dynamic of human struggles and inspiration we found that inspiration is not an accident or one-time beautiful experience that inspiration was more like a guiding like navigation system for a human being to go about their spiritual journey and really not to fall apart during difficult circumstances but have something as a guidance to uh, help that person rise and still go and still ad advance and still learn and still follow that inner call of, of the soul. So the beauty of life can possibly be seen only through this bigger, bigger perspective. Because when you are in the moment of deep struggle and pain, it's so difficult to really feel the beauty of life. And uh, knowing that we are in this system, um, world, cultures, uh, materialistic culture, yep. uh, is not ideal, that is very do dominating, controlling, uh, that sometimes feels like a prison or like a s slavery. And there is still a lot of injustice. There is still a lot of places where war and poverty and starvation and this were my struggles when I came from Peru and I got back into this environment, all right. these problems of our system. And I started questioning life and I was like, why it is so ridiculous? Why do we have this experience? Uh, uh, why is there is so much suffering? Like, uh, and also because my... <laughs> I think heart chakra was open to the extent that I was, was so easily able to connect with that deep uh, feeling of pain for others. Yeah. I almost like started taking it into myself and I started feeling that life is really not joyful and uh, that maybe it's meaningless to a degree or something like that. I started questioning that. Yeah, sure. Until at one point it came to me that it's not life that I'm questioning. I'm questioning the system. The system sure. is, and it was like like this enlightenment, <laughs> not enlightenment. That life is beautiful. It's just the stupid systems that we imposed on life, right? And made ourselves to adjust to the system mm -hmm. uh, and, and feel like it's normal. Like I remember yeah. someone said that there was a quote that uh, it, there is nothing prudent or or nothing beautiful in adjusting yourself to a sick system and call it normal right so that this is my knowing now that system is imperfect 
people and mm -hmm. sometimes deeply, deeply bad. Yeah. And humans are perfectly imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> and humans and humans are often <laughs> are blindly following the system rules and oh, yeah. and mass of the society. Yeah. That's that's why now I'm kind of more empowered to feel my educator role to mm -hmm. at least at some uh, at some extent to some extent to some degree help others to realize the same this is not life uh, don't blame life don't feel like life is not worth living yeah uh, don't feel like your life is meaningless yeah right life is beautiful can be beautiful and the system is not then the question is what can we do about the system yeah and this can we connect all together and start doing something about the system so we yeah. can life and it's happening it's happening even with the what was it in texas closing all these you know places where people could vote and people then were like lined up forever in a miles or whatever to vote and then the law is that even um whoever is in line when the poll is closing still gets to vote and people held their ground and stayed and at like one in the morning we're still voting right so we can make a difference it is shifting hang around with some millennials if you're struggling because they've they've got it they see the light it's changing and they're changing it <laughs> so awesome. follow them yeah i love it yeah so yeah. be able to see the beauty of life I love it. Thank you. Is there anything else you would like to add? This has been great. I I would love to add, and I am learning now more about compassion and self-compassion. So that is something that I feel is very needed in our society right now mm -hmm. uh, to overcome that suppression of our energies that comes from fear and blame and shame we are too much um we are too much suppressed we are too much uh, um, limited by this fear shame and blame which are not productive they're very destructive they don't empower they take our energy and this connection with compassion and self-compassion to understand that we are in the system. It's not ideal. Right. We are like prisoners at the moment. We keep perpetuating the system. However, mm -hmm. we need compassion to get into the mode of love and co-creation mm -hmm. and, and, and mutual learning and support. Like everyone needs support. Like yeah. most of the people struggle at some area of their life and many yes. people struggle in most areas of their life so yeah. only helping each other to a degree that we can it doesn't mean yeah. that everyone have to do a big big shift or donate thousands of dollars or you know right. do something that they not able to do at the moment but every little thing sometimes it's just a smile and saying something nice to a person who you see is that they're struggling and yep, in distress yep. like little acts of kindness right and noticing and and verbalizing what you've noticed um the contribution that just that little contribution somebody just made to your life that 
is actually little to them, but was huge to you. You know, it's, we can be so touched by the positive words of others. It's amazing. And so letting each other know that, hey, you really touched me today, you know, or vice versa too, you know, so yeah. I love Absolutely. Thank and include so ourselves there as well. We need compassion. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. The mirror work, right? <laughs> and giving yourself a nice hug while you're at it, even if you're crying. So I love it. Thanks again, Tatiana. So wonderful to talk with you. Thank you, Linda. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you.